episode 35 and you're listening to I almost forgot what it was there but I didn't two minutes for chatting how you doing and, and it's live <laughs> and it's live yeah exactly we're live we're live to each other but it won't be live no thankfully that's, that, that's a blessing in disguise because the last time it was <laughs> last time we were alive it was shit hit the fan pretty shite yeah. Yeah. So we're we're on catch up. We're on catch up for you. Um and oh, uh, happy new year folks. Yep. And uh not Merry Christmas because we've done one since then, but happy new year. Uh, if you've not listened to the last one then I'm still not gonna wish you a Merry Christmas because yeah. you should be listening That's to the true. other one. That's true. So what's uh what's up and coming in twenty nineteen then? Oh well to, well, sorry, the day after um, apparently Brexit is meant to be happening, um, I'm meant to be going on holiday. So we'll see how that goes. When's it When's it happening? March? 30th of March, yeah. Right. And I'm planning on going on holiday the 31st, so could be a total disaster, but it could also just be... Ah, could be nothing. Fine. It'll be we'll fine. See. If you don't come back, then well, I, can, I can keep doing it myself, but... May not be as good. Um, so yeah, yeah we, don't really have anything else planned. Are you getting planned? Uh, no, not yet. Not um, nothing really. So uh, pretty clear calendar. Um, so we, so we should have a podcast out every week. Yeah, that, that would be the hope. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Really, um, we'll obviously fill you in with any of our personal goings on as it. Anything that's interesting or whatever yeah. else as we go as along. When. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure everybody can't wait for that, but back to business, I suppose. Uh, we've got quite a few clan games to cover since we last recorded, um, and it's been mainly positive, I think. Uh, five, five games in total, three victories, one defeat, well, two defeats, one being in a shootout, but victory so uh, overall still pretty positive it has to be said yeah overall um, obviously the games that we've, that we've lost there seems to be a, a theme that's occurring there but we'll, we'll get into that as and when yeah uh, so it started uh, in Belfast last year actually believe it or not so a, a whole year ago yeah Joe we played Belfast Um and uh, yeah, n- not to really spoil the recurring theme, but we we do have to mention it straight away. We did lose the game five four in the end, but uh, we started the game pretty well and actually got ourselves a a three three nil lead at one point in the in the second period, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Rapidly downhill after that. No, a good a good start. Obviously, getting getting a three goal uh, advantage in in Belfast as well. Um, did we do that earlier in the season? Did we, we not did. Go up? We did a challenge cup. We were three oh, yeah. up as well, uh, and we lost. I believe four three, mm. uh, or six four. But yeah, so certainly yeah. three 0 up at. Uh, until 16, just over 16 minutes in the second period. 
Belfast got a couple of power play goals within three minutes of each other. And then, given how much we are sort of giving away a leads like that at the moment, you saw that what was really going to happen, it did. They then equalised about seven minutes, gone in the third, another power play goal. Uh, then went ahead uh, after about seven and a half minutes, then doubled that advantage with only four minutes to go. We did pull one back with half a minute left to play, but I think by that time it was too little too late, although we do know that games can be won. <laughs> games can be won from seemingly impossible situations, but tough place to go Belfast, uh, certainly at the moment. And from a, a 3-0 advantage, it's not great to to come away with nothing really, is it? No, definitely not. Especially when you're yeah, on the penalty kill for a lot of that time as well. Um, doesn't help either. Obviously getting, I think it was four power play goals that Belfast got uh, from nine from nine power plays. So that's you know that's that's not really that's not really good enough. And uh, again, though the teams kind of been like that as well at times, sort of taking daft penalties, albeit probably earlier in the season, but um, obviously just a sort of a lapse in concentration there sort of led to that, maybe, you would say. But then Belfast are just really good on the power play as well, so you don't really do yourself any favours. Yeah, I think there was an incident where uh, Vandermeer put in a, a strong hit on Matt Cowlett, I believe, um, mm-hmm. which caused Tyson Wilson to step in, so there was a a fight there, which was well good. Good to see him stepping up, but uh, I think if anything, it kind of maybe galvanised Belfast. Uh, I believe it was three 0 at the time. Um, but yeah, so I think Wilson's still sporting the black eye from that one. Uh, even now, but yeah, that that maybe sparked Belfast into life, but. I was thinking, having previously gone there and been three 0 up, that we would be able to, you know, see something out and get at least a point, but not to be in um, that sort of giving away leads. Uh, as I've said, we've done it before in Belfast, but uh, also previously a couple of times that I did note uh, just while we're on it, Dundee once in the cup. Although we did win that game, eventually, uh, I think it was penalty shots. We were four 0 up, I believe, uh, and then they came back to potentially lead five four. I need to check that, but certainly a, a four goal lead. Uh, Sheffield in the league, I'm sure we were four 0 up and then lost in overtime. Yeah. Uh, Belfast in the cup we've just mentioned. Belfast in the league there and then one more that we'll come on to but just in general it's it's not good <laughs> to be thrown away leads like that I don't really know what it is if it's guys just switching off or uh, still trying to play a, a kind of attacking game but uh, it's one of those horrible feelings when you see the, the other team getting a couple of goals back you just think we're throwing this away. Yeah, 
I think some of the time as well, it seems to be from errors on our behalf. So we're sat uh, in their zone and then kind of lose the puck or try and play the puck out from behind the net and then just sort of comes right out to the centre of the ice and then they sort of skate away and finish it from there. But <clears throat> that's only some of the time um, that that's going to happen. And so the rest of the time you're thinking it must be from a sort of defensive point of view, goaltending, I guess, maybe. Uh, sort of lapse in concentration, maybe. I don't know. It's difficult to sort of pinpoint it. Um, but it kind of has to stop soon. Yeah. Yeah. It w- we'll mention the, the latest one uh, as the last last game, the most recent game that we've played. We'll come on to that. But, yeah, I think... Um, Mainly, it's just guys kind of thinking that games games are are won when they're obviously not, um, and just stop doing the basics. And then teams get momentum when they can sense that, uh, you know, we've switched off and there's maybe another couple of goals in it, and that's that's what happens. So, um, we'll get on to that um, on thirty first. So, Hogmanay, I guess you could call it the Hogmanay Classic. We uh, beat 5-5-2 five, five at Brayhead Arena, which was a, a good win, albeit against a kind of depleted Fife. Um, but it was a really poor start that we got off to. That first period, I thought, was quite bad from both teams and had Fife been sharper, they could have had more than one goal of a lead. Um, it was a really slow start. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what was it 90 seconds in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so not not an ideal start um, Marcus Bissara with a goal there assisted from Arson and Buesa <laughs> that's a, that's a so, stab in the back to assist there <laughs> yeah definitely um, and then obviously it's uh, Hansen getting that goal one second from the end of the period uh, I think that really sort of Gave us a lift and sort of turned the game. It's yeah, from, I th- from I think, there on out, I thought we were better. Yeah, that's pretty underestimated. That goal, I think, um, mm-hmm. it was a he just managed to beat the buzzer and get that in up uh, past Owen, who, as we know, is a, a really good goaltender. So if you start giving him signs that uh, we're struggling to get past him, as we sometimes do with the likes of Bounds, then. Uh, not so good, but it was good to get that breakthrough. And then, yeah, as you say, in the, in the second period, we got two goals, one from Pitt and one from Stutka. Assists from Stannis on both of those uh, to go 3-1. And I think from there, you, you, we kind of felt quite confident. We were uh, playing four lines against... They were quite depleted, as I said, but... I think they started to show signs of tiring, uh, and then they go from goals quite early in the third period. Becca and Connolly really, really killed it. Although they came back into it for a wee spell after they did score their second. Yeah, <clears throat> again, I think that um, their second goal came from a mistake, um, if I remember correctly. I think it might have been Fitzy. Um, but yeah, but I mean that's sort of looking at negatives. But overall, it's been really positive. 
Um, it's been a good range of scoring as well. Um, as you say, mentioned there, Matt Stanish, um, three assists that game. Um, obviously, I think scored a couple since then as well. And a fight in that game. He was man of the match, I see. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, was, that was after Stupka's goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, he fought uh, Boomer, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's... But it's good to see that as well. You're, you know, guys are sort of sticking up for each other. and um, I think that was a, as a result of, I think, Stanish had sort of been skating in towards one. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he clattered him or not, but... Yeah. It's a good finish from, from Stubka. <laughs> yeah. It's a good finish from Stubka and... Uh, uh, it's good to see that he's sat back in amongst the goals as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It certainly looks like the team are all enjoying playing, and obviously there's been a couple of defeats, but I think that they're still quite confident and um, enjoying playing with each other and stuff like that, where guys are stepping up. Maybe that wouldn't have happened earlier in the season where we're a bit less consistent. Um, but no, it's it's good to see so. Um, I think players can play with a bit more confidence, knowing that hey, there's guys there to defend them. So, um, but even like Fitzy, we've talked about uh, his play sometimes, but he's he's not really had to do any sort of physical stuff recently. Whereas earlier in the season he did, uh, and got into to hot water for it. So, yeah, I think that's a positive. We're being pretty clean in that sense um, yeah definitely and actually when you look at the the standings in terms of penalties taken we've actually we're actually the second lowest just behind Dundee uh, by quite a way in terms of penalties taken um, right. so I think that's that's only really going to help in us given that how effective we are playing five on five and yeah, the skill guys we've got but I think yeah it's, it's definitely made a difference yeah definitely so I'm just trying to look at that um, it's a stat page yeah. on the AHL but um, I'm sorry I'll just stop to your word for it yeah no, no I think I think it seems to be that <clears throat> so that those games that we'll have where we'll maybe take quite a lot of penalties but they'll all be in the one game and then There'll be a, a few games where we hardly take any penalties. Um, and I just, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm, uh, so basically from, from what you're saying then, second least penalties in the league, but it wouldn't, I don't know, just uh, on face value, it wouldn't really seem as if it would be. Just given that there's there are games we, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like that Belfast game where we took nine, I know. It was nine uh, or sorry, we were on the penalty count for nine times. Yeah, but then when you look at some of the other games that we've talked about previously with other teams, <laughs> the penalty sheets are just stacked. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, normally involves Manchester. Yeah, and and unsurprisingly they are by far the leaders. They've got eight hundred and eighteen, um, compared to our three nine two. So I mean that's yeah okay. It's not directly related to their league position, but it certainly doesn't help. Um, but as you say, yeah, you look at Dundee who've have got the least in there not doing too well at the moment, so um it's just a factor I think. 
Um, we've not had to certainly take as many fighting major penalties and stuff, so uh, it's just the, the daft ones that we maybe need to look to cut out, but hey, uh, that's what it is. Moving on then to the, the first game of this year, um, and it was the first of a, a back-to-back, I guess you could say against Dundee, this one in Dundee, and we uh, skated away 4-1 winners, and that was, I thought, going to be the first shutout for number 33 this season, but <laughs> it wasn't to be in the end, Dundee getting the inevitable goal just near the end to, to spoil it. Yeah, I think I'd, uh, I think I'd text you during the game as well, saying that it was definitely coming. The goal was definitely coming, it was just a matter of time. And then, with two minutes to go, it did come, eventually. But I think you'd said as well that the Rumpel was uh, laughing. Yeah, so... Oh, he was just sad. So in the highlights, yeah. I think he doesn't really know what, what he needs to do to get a shutout, but... Um, Overall, I think it was a pretty solid performance. Um, two goals from Becca, who's really starting to, to fire now, along with Pitt and Connolly, who's been going all season, really. Uh, but no, we were really comfortable there, I think it's fair to say, and a good time probably to play Dundee when they're struggling a bit. Uh, but I think we'd both said that we'd be confident of going there and winning and, and that's how it ended up. Uh, just looking at the at the stats there, shot wise it was it was pretty close, but uh, I think whenever you're four 0 up <laughs> even though it is us, whenever you're four 0 up against a team, uh, especially one that's further down the league, you think um, that that'll probably be be enough and this time it proved proved to be the case yeah I think on, on Dundee's part though they probably left it too late for a comeback with, with two minutes to go yeah they, they need um, another ten minutes in there and... you just need four minutes against us at the moment it's it's one <coughs> goal per minute so aye that's yeah. true but no, overall that's, that's a, a good result um, <coughs> obviously the the return game was a uh, a much better result. Yeah, well, it was a a shock to be fair. Um, not that we won. Yeah, I think we both kind of expected that. But uh, to win nine two at home against Dundee, um, that's certainly, if not joint, the most goals I've seen us score at Brayhead. Uh, is that the same with you, or have you seen a? Have you seen a 10? I don't even know if we have scored 10, to be honest. Uh, mm, I'm not sure. I would need to check that. I would need to check, but it's definitely up there anyway. Yeah. Um, scoring six goals in the first period, that is by far the most that I've ever seen is scored in one period. So Yeah, it was I'll, a, I'll take that. It was a combination, I think, of us being very clinical and Dundee being poor. Uh, we'd yeah. said at the time that 14 shots in a period is not completely abnormal for an away team to, to give up, but the fact that we scored six um, was was a real surprise. And actually, the, the interview after, I don't know if you heard it, but Pasha had said that Shogren had, had indicated they wanted to stay in the net, so he was obviously thinking about 
pulling him out. But um, I think the game was essentially over after that first period. Uh, going in six now, albeit Dundee started the second quite well. Um, but yeah, we we just really blew them away in that first period. An assortment of different goals and different scorers. Yeah, that was again really good to see as well. Scoring being shared throughout all four lines actually. Um, so that's that is pleasing to see. The thing I well see the <laughs> when Pasha says that I'm just I feel like a bit. You know, it, it should be up to him really. You know, it's gonna. Once you concede, I don't know. I feel like once you once you go four, once you go four nil down inside a period, I feel like that's you maybe want to shake it up a wee bit. But then I guess you can, you can maybe look at their backup and say that he's not maybe as as good as other backups in the league. Um, and obviously, if if Shogun wants to stay in, then that's fine. But it's not it shouldn't really be up to him, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I suppose he wasn't playing well at all. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't even take a time out as well. I don't seem to recall. Um, no. I thought it was a bit strange as well. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, a couple of really good goals in there. I think Stuka's goal was a a classic, a sort of quick player break away through the middle. Um, yeah, and then um, we had that obviously the. The injury to Gutwald, uh, where we got the, the 2 plus 2. Dundee got 2 plus 2 and we scored a couple of goals on that that power play. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dundee almost won the second period until uh, another really good finish from Connolly. Uh, and then the last period, I think we were pretty professional. The, the second... Um, we, I wouldn't say took the foot off the gas, but we weren't weren't anywhere near as as good as the first. Um, but the third was was a good way to end it. And I think Dundee really didn't look like much of a threat the whole night, and that was a bit of a surprise. Um, but they're just one of those teams I think that maybe don't don't possess the same uh, threat as others. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely something to that. Um, I don't I don't really mean threat, but they don't they don't have that guy that you think is going to make something happen every time he's on the ice. If you know what I mean. No, I know, I know. That's down to that's down to the, the budget that they've got and stuff. Um, as you know, it's kind of it's getting more and more difficult now to sort of compete with teams in the league. Um, and maybe Dundee are just kind of starting to find that out now. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought it was you know it was a really good um, performance from us. Um, yeah, Dundee started the second period a lot better, but we kind of expected that they would do that as well, um, given the um, the manner in which the goals were were sort of given up in that first period. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, overall it was pretty positive um, from us. Uh, Jack Muzo getting a goal, uh, Tansky as well. Um, how like getting an assist Musel getting a, an assist on that one as well yeah I thought that line were very good um, yeah they were Connolly yeah. which is good to see Howlett now going to join up with the GB team I think so 
Um, I don't know yeah. what they'll do in terms of uh, that line. If we'll look to bring anyone else in, just I, I don't know. I'm thinking a younger player, or they'll just rotate the play the three lines and sort of rotate people in. But um, I think Howlett and certainly Howlett, but Musa was was really coming on to a game and you're starting to see them getting genuine ice time and it made a big difference where we were able to, to go four lines and rest the top guys and I think that was starting to benefit them as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, most of the time you only see these guys on the ice maybe a, f- a few minutes um, every game so it was good to see. I mean, they seem to get big in like sort of top line minutes at times. Uh, so that was really good to see. They all played really well as well, so it wasn't as if you were sort of sending them out just you know, just to, to give them some time on the ice, but they were actually closing the puck down well and sort of hassling um Dundee and it paid off in the end. Got a, a couple of points from Muzo. I thought he I thought he looked really good. Um that was probably the best I've seen him. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, Thank you. But again, that that comes down to the, the amount of time you get as well. So. Oh, exactly, and they start doing more things right, and we've got more Pete Russell kind of trusts them more. I think Muzo's a, quite a strong, strong guy for his mm-hmm. age. Um, plays a, a decent physical game. I remember he got, I think, his first goal. Uh, for the club was a, a really good goal against Dundee in the cup uh, earlier in the season. So. Um, yeah, this one was you know he was just kind of patient with it in terms of he had, he had a first attempt where he completely missed it and then he managed to to get it round the keeper but um, no no really positive so I'm hoping that how it going away doesn't disrupt that rhythm uh, too much but we'll see. Uh, so you calling Jack Jack Muzo the the star slayer? Well, I am. In terms of there's <laughs> only two goals. I'm saying only two goals. It's it's more than some of our other young players in the past have managed, but uh, they've both been against Dundee. Um, so no, I've been really impressed with with both them, and I think Tansky's playing really well with them. They work well together. Yeah. He's almost found a role there, and he seems to be the, the sort of guy that is is really happy to do that. Um, and it's benefiting him as well. So, no, that that's a big positive. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, I agree with you as well about Tansky. I think he's, his performances have picked up again. So, um, just kind of makes you wonder what was going on with Grattan and stuff. Uh, but, obviously, that's it's all in the past now. We're, we're playing really well. So, we're kind of looking forward. And it's good to see just... But it's just good to see that Tansky's uh, his performances have picked up again yeah. from what they were at the start of the season. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, and of course the other, other thing of note in that game was that uh, Gary Russell saw, saw some ice. He got half the game. Um, I had said I was almost surprised that he, he brought him on after Rumpel had conceded. Uh, just to give Rumpel that feeling of normality, I suppose. Uh, but but Russell didn't didn't really have too much in terms of 
a big save to make. I think they were all pretty solid. Maybe one or two better than others, but um, the one goal he conceded was a, a good shot from, from quite close. They maybe would want to, to keep it out, but can't complain too much. And To be honest, um surprised that he's not played more throughout the season. We've said that, but um, good good to see him getting in at least at least for a bit of time there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought he could maybe have could maybe have pulled Rumpel after the first period, but yeah. But then there's always that there's always that sort of doubt at the back of your mind. I think we were talking about it at the game as well. Um, just uh, clan conceding, uh, conceding goals uh, willy nilly. I guess uh, at times, but William, William <laughs> Nelly, William William. Um, but I no, I mean, I mean, it's uh, almost waited until he conceded before taking them out. Uh, and I think you know that shot as well. Rumpel would probably want that back. It's sort of, sort of trickled between yeah, his yeah, legs. I think yeah. I seem to remember. Um. So you know, again, you could look at that and say that um, both of Dundee's goals uh, were pretty soft. So um, just overall, it was just a, a cracking night, really. I actually enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it was it very enjoyable. Yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of laid back almost at times. Yeah, I mean, you don't. It's not a a normal result, really, in terms of the league. I don't think anybody could have really seen that coming, but. Um, no. Probably just the way that we're starting to, to get that confidence and some of the forward play, uh, the understanding we've talked before about Pitt and Becca, but I think they're really back to the top of their game now. Uh, and that's helping Stupka. Um, and then Connolly's just doing what he does. Um, I think especially the, the last goal it was, it was really well worked goal with Pitt and Becker. Um but they they're great to watch. I think those two, uh, and I I believe that you've you've said that you'll be perhaps slightly emotional when they finally both leave. <laughs> whenever that is. Yeah, no, I definitely I'm absolutely devastated. They're both just a total joy to watch. Um, especially when they're when they're on form like that and they both understand each other so well and it's just uh, yeah they're just great to watch but I feel like uh, I feel like Bierum and Hansen have got that uh, a wee bit of chemistry going there as well yeah definitely not to be forgotten um, I think they've you know they've been playing uh, really well as well um, and obviously Conley's just Conley's Conley you know what I mean yeah and I, I think um, Haywood's been playing with Hansen Bierum, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so um, that that's really helped his game and three of them. It's just one of those things when the team's playing well, everyone seems to top their game a bit. Uh, yeah. I'm sure one point will come when we're losing a few games and we're saying, hey, uh, you know, they've lost lost the chemistry or whatever. But that's just. <laughs> That's just the way sport goes, I suppose. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Pitt and Becca really continued their form into last night down in Coventry. And it has to be said, going into the game, I, I thought we would win given how well we've been playing. 
uh, and it certainly looked as though we were going to uh, after going 3-1 ahead uh, well we, we did concede the, the first goal in the first period but we, we left finished the first period 2-1 in front uh, Beck and Pitt scoring and, and assisting on each other's goal um, which was just classic <laughs> absolutely classic and perfectly uh, demonstrating how they've been playing together as we've said um, then we made that that lead 3-1 Haywood getting a goal uh, a rare goal it has to be said but uh, playing with Bierum and Hansen doing well uh, on his uh, on his 501st game yep well we, we could we'll mention that now then uh, I was going to keep it till after the game but an honorary mention to to Mr. Clan, Matt Haywood, who is still, <laughs> I say still, he's never going to catch up. He's always going to be slightly younger than me. Uh, <laughs> but he played his 500th game for, uh, well, 500th Elite League game, wasn't it? Or professional yeah. game. Uh-huh. Uh, on Saturday he had played a few games for Sheffield yeah uh, four in 2009-10 season but kind of forgetting about that 500 games uh, and in total even though he's he's not really a a stats player but he has amassed uh, in the league 170 points from 429 games and uh 35 points from 81 cup games so uh, not a bad bad wee return and I think he's still improving and that's been shown this season when he gets the chance to play with better players I think you see more of him and that's what you want yeah definitely um, yeah it's plain to see we've both seen an, an improvement in his game from last season Uh Obviously, along with along with the other Brits, I think Peacock's been playing a lot better as well. But um, no, it's been it's been good to see um, this uh, the Haywood of old um, under this uh, first the first couple of seasons with Ryan Finnery, where he was, uh, seemed to play quite well as well. Um, so it's it's good to see. Him. Um, obviously, Pete Russell knows these guys, but it's good to see that he can sort. Uh, fit them into the right lines and that will help with, with their games as well yeah and he knows obviously knows the club really well and he's clearly settled here and I'm sure enjoys it uh, his first year as a, an assistant um, his ninth season so next year will be a, a testimonial year uh, <laughs> which which well that could be quite good because hopefully he gets a few of the, the ex-players back Uh Hope so. Definitely like to, to go along to that, but now hopefully he continues doing what he's done because I think he's a valuable player. Um, and uh, yeah, certainly I don't think anybody else will play as many games for the club as he has or will, so um, fair play to him. And, uh, I, I'll never forget uh, the, the Clan TV outtakes. That is my favourite thing about Matt Haywood. <laughs> Uh, 
Before you even said that, I knew exactly what you were going to talk about. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> the Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Hutchins men and the Dundee Stars. He's, he's never been one for the cameras, but uh, a good player and good to see guys like that reach the those milestones at, at, at Clan. Yeah, definitely. Not really much I can add to that. <laughs> no, it was, so, it was so beautifully put. Thanks for, um, your, thanks for your, your service and uh, we'll make it continue. Yep. Uh, so back to the game before I was interrupted. Haywood uh, <laughs> did score to make Sorry, it... Sorry, just a minute. No, come on. <laughs> to make it 3-1 at the start of the second. Ferrara got a goal back for commentary. Uh, and then uh, Guy Doucette with his first goal for Clan, which was nice to finally, I guess you could call it a monkey, off the back. He had been getting... A fair few points, but uh, a lovely finish. I don't know if you've seen it yet. No, no I've not yeah, seen it yet. Right. I've seen hey, the first two goals. I've seen hey, uh, Gary Pitts. Plays the, the puck behind the net and then skates out the front and gets it from Connolly and just sort of wires it in the top corner. So a real goal nice. scorer's finish. Um, and that made it a uh, 4-2. Then got into the the fifth period, we got a goal from Stupka, not too dissimilar to the one against Dundee, but not quite a breakaway that he did put it underneath the goalie. Uh, and that that made it 5-2, and that was how it remained until uh, about two and a half minutes to go in the game. Uh, and then I'll let, I'll let you take it from there, but uh, it wasn't wasn't exactly great. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, going five two up and then sort of maintaining maintaining the lead there for the best part of fourteen minutes and then uh, just total total collapse after that. Um, yeah, just under two and a half minutes left and Tom Floodquist uh, pulled one back for Blaze. Um, Followed by, which at um, that point has to be said they were treating as a pure consolation. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, probably. Um, I don't know if they, did they pull? Mm. Uh, did they pull Copriva? I don't think they'd even done it yet. No. Right. Certainly, the the uh, Clement's goal was on a delayed penalty. So uh, Flodka okay. scored to make it five three. Then Bierum had taken a penalty, but. Uh, on the delayed penalty, they scored quite a good shot from Clements, and mm. uh, they just had all the momentum at that point. A minute and a half to go, but basically from the not far after the face-off from from that goal, Lake does what he has done a few times this season. He he skates kind of between defencemen, then rounds Rumpel really easily. Uh, he's a skillful player when he gets to that situation, Lake. Um, you know, good, good at penalty shots, etc. As well, but he went round Drumpo and and actually that left them a minute fifteen <laughs> to try and get the winner. But thankfully we escaped. I guess you could say with with a point from that. Uh, going into the penalty shots, we had guaranteed ourselves a point. But from all accounts, Coventry with a real. Sort of smashing grab effort to even get anything from it. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
again, it's just it's a reoccurrence of that theme of year. Um, so I conceding three, four goals even uh, in the space of well, in the space of there, three goals and what was that? Two minutes? Or no, just just over a minute actually. That's <laughs> no, that's that's not good. That. <laughs> yeah, let's not gloss over that. Yeah. Um, one minute, one minute six seconds. That's absolute mint. So it's actually pretty hard to score three goals in one minute six. Well, <laughs> maybe not against us sometimes, but. Aye, uh, yeah, um, but no, it's, it's not a good trait. Um, it seems to be just appearing every so often. Um, but you know, credit to to Coventry, they put in what they needed to. And, uh, you know, taking it to overtime and then eventually winning on on penalty shots. Yeah, the overtime there were chances at both ends really. Um, a couple of good saves from Rumpel, but uh, Floodquist I think scored the only penalty shot out of out of the ten. Uh, and to be honest, once it went to, to overtime, I, I couldn't see anyone other than Coventry winning it. Um, but even although Ryan Finlay is no longer here. Yeah, our overtime hasn't been bad, but it was the momentum. Um, yeah. You know, we we had we had been the ones to lose the lead, and I think you know Russell's not as we know he's not one to come out and criticise. Really, he didn't gloss over it, but he just said that uh, you get what you put in basically, and they played out the last five minutes, and we'd maybe thought it was finished. Uh, which is really poor, um, yeah. but I suppose the positive is we we still did get a point, um, and five goals there. I, I think, almost think that if that the penalty, you know, it had been whistled down there rather than scoring the delayed penalty, we'd have maybe just about got away with it. Uh, it sort of would have stopped the momentum, in a way, uh, but. Not to be so. Six five Coventry win that one, um, and albeit uh, when you look at the standings now, uh, they're only four points behind us. I haven't played the same amount of games, so would have been good to to get the two there, but it is what it is. Um, but generally, there the standings at, at this point, I think, are looking much more positive from our point of view uh, two points off fourth with a game in hand um, and then if we were to win all of those games we would could leapfrog Nottingham um, but I mean games in hand have to be won and we probably won't win all of them um, but considering where we were that's that's a, a really strong position yeah definitely I guess is where we can kind of thought that that the team would be um, probably towards towards the end of the season so it's, it's good to see that we've sort of picked up a wee bit and uh, hopefully continue it going forward and uh, try and make that push it up into third place because that's you know that's that's a good a good season if we can manage to do that but yeah I mean we've got was it six games in hand over Nottingham something like that but yeah. it's um it's going to be difficult, obviously, to to try and get five out of, five out of six there. Um, 
given that probably the game's in the hand are against top teams as well. So, uh, and as we know, so anybody can be anybody. So it's, uh, but it's, it's down to us. It's in our hands, I guess. Um, just so it remains to be seen what we can do now. But it's good to see that we're so, we're scoring a lot more now. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously that takes that takes our, our goal difference to a, a plus six now, whereas before it was uh, in the minus for, for quite a while there. Yeah, um, I know. And we've uh, scored now more goals than Fife and conceded less, so uh, hopefully can can leapfrog them. Um, but yeah, no, no, certainly looking a lot better um, in terms of the player stats. Uh, Beck is now really starting to climb up that table. He's fifth overall for points, forty-four points in twenty-six games, uh, sixteen goals, which is you know really impressive. Uh, above yeah. above the one and only John Dunbar, so we know he must be doing something right. Uh, Connolly in tenth with forty points, um, and then even Pitt now with 36 points so um, really starting to to get those guys up to the top of the, the table point scoring wise and I think that's reflecting in how well we're playing in our our league position yeah definitely also means that Scott Pitt overtakes Josh Pitt in yeah, the which Pitt is, standards which is where it really should be yeah yeah definitely um, I know that's I mean Good to see those guys firing again and um, sort of moving up the moving up the standings. Um, particularly Matt Becker as well, he's been on fire uh, of late as well. Um, so that, that obviously helps there. But um, yeah, and they went through a bit of a dry patch as well, kind of. You yeah, could say. Yeah. Um, so it was more this sort of goal scoring thing, I think, for Becker. Yeah. 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 Um, because he would always sort of churn out the odd assist here and there, but um, it's good to see him scoring again. Yeah. So when you think what what he could have done, uh, had they been you know firing for the full full season, um, but no, I think he's gonna gonna be right up there, uh, points wise at the end of the season. I think both of or all three of Connolly, Pitt, and Becker will. So um, good to see. Um, I noticed in third place is Gleason Forney of Cardiff. Did you see his goal at the weekend? No, I haven't. An absolute... <laughs> <laughs> it was a belter of a, a solo effort. Um, yeah. He skates all the way from behind his own net um, through Manchester, basically. Uh, it's worth seeing that. Um, he's got 45 points from, 20, uh, from 34 games, which for a defenceman is... Uh, very impressive. Fifteen goals. Yeah, I know. For a defenseman, is impressive. I know. He's a a great player, really quick. Um, but no, that that was a great goal. Um, and the other player news, I guess, while we're on them, is that Nottingham signed Chris Stewart. Chris who, Stewart. Who not only Fingered. Yeah, well, we uh, we were in the same year as him at school. Um, but I didn't ever really know he was that good a player. Right. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know he'd 
he'd played what was it eight nine seasons in the NHL or something like that. yeah how did he how did he find the time to do that uh, well it was at school I'll, I'll never really know um, but no of course not that Chris Stewart uh, but they did sign a a guy who I believe has played you know 600 odd NHL games or something like that uh, I believe uh, which you know just shows that the league can attract that kind of player although um, it wasn't really clear where his career was sort of going recently he did play last year in the NHL um, but uh, when on the face of it that's that's a good signing um, although albeit Nottingham didn't have a great a great weekend there but uh, a big guy who I'd be surprised if he doesn't put up certainly a, a few points um, he's already got one one assist but uh, a good sign on paper what I'd like to call a, a typical Nottingham signing Just, I noticed that as well he played for Spirit and Crimisha during the NHL lockout um, so he did yeah surprised that uh, John Tribden uses uh, his wealth of knowledge there <laughs> yeah tried to bring him to the clan but uh, no I mean it's, it's a massive signing for, for Nottingham um, if they can get him to fit in and play the style of hockey that they want to play so um, and it's always interesting to see these guys um, that have come from the NHL especially given that he's he's played was it he said over 600 games or something like that yeah 6-5-2 yeah. six, six, I think yeah um, so that's a lot of, a lot of NHL games um, so he's got a wealth of experience there um, so he'll be probably looking to get that across to the rest of the team but um, I think they need a bit of a bit of a kick up the arse yeah Nothing. Agree, yeah. um, they've got I mean the roster again the start of this season two seasons in a row you're looking at the roster that Nottingham have got and you're thinking that team's going to win yeah yeah exactly and for whatever reason it just doesn't work out but um, that'll be interesting to see how well he does yeah no, I'll keep an eye on that um, just looking forward then to to clans weekend coming up uh, two home games so uh, I suppose starting to make up for the, the long spell of Disney on ice at the, the start of the season but two home games, one on paper uh, the hardest I suppose you could have and the other looking at the table the easiest but uh, we know it won't turn out like that um, Cardiff on Saturday and then Milton Keynes on Sunday. How do you see firstly a Cardiff game going? Um I can't pick anything other than a Cardiff one, as you know. But I think we can give them a, a right good test there. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it'll be quite a close game. Uh given that we are sort of free flowing, um we have us a score. We've got was it? We're, so we're averaging what, seven goals in the last uh, two games. 
Yeah. Like, so, so, well, I guess that's not really much a stat, but it's, <laughs> you've got it's 14 goals in the last two games. Yeah. Um, so that's that's free flowing, if you ask me. The only issue is it's keeping out of the back. Um, obviously, we know how prolific that Cardiff can be and how well that Bounds can play as well. Um, so it'll definitely be a, a tough test, that's for sure. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and I think going into that, they'll want uh, some element of revenge for the, the Challenge Cup mm-hmm. uh, defeat that we, we gave them a few weeks ago, so it'll be tough. Um, they're really starting to, to find form again. Uh, a close battle with Belfast at the top of the league, for sure. Um but yeah, guys like Charles Lingley, who I believe is now top scorer, point scorer in the league, um, it'll be tough to to keep them out. I, I think we'll certainly give them a lot of problems. Um, whether we'll have enough to to beat them, I'm, I'm not as confident. Um, I think Cardiff will probably just sneak it, but I think uh, we'll definitely give them as tough a test as as anyone has um, recently. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Milton Keynes on Sunday then, on the face of it, as I've said, a wee bit, a bit easier, but we've had our problems against them. Not so much at home, uh, more on the road, but that one, a a tricky tie, but one that we have to win. Yeah, agreed. Um... Given the other fixtures coming up as well, just looking at it, but... Uh, that, yeah, I think that's a must win. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we've got like a, it's like a three and three games in four days kind of thing coming up soon. Uh, obviously, try to catch up with all the games in hand that we've got, but <clears throat> that one's definitely a, a must win game uh, on Sunday. I think Milton Keynes uh, playing at home against Fife the night before, so. That's you know that's a, a fair bit of travelling to do, especially a, f- a four o'clock face off as well. Yeah, we um, should we not should really have the advantage. Thing, but that should work in our favour, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'd be very disappointed not to get two points there. Um, I mean, if you offered two points over the weekend, I'd probably take it, but I'd be expecting two of them to come from Milton Keynes. Um, if yeah. we get anything from Cardiff, that you know that'd be great because not many teams are getting points from them uh, recently. So uh, hopefully two there, I'd be over the moon with four, um, and ha delighted with three. So um, yeah, again, it's just Milton Keynes. It's not one of those things where you think we need to beat them because they're close to us in the standings. It's just. Everyone's so close in that middle group, so um however the points come this weekend they they hopefully do, but uh yeah. Hopefully hopefully two wins, but I can only see one I'm afraid. Yep, I agree to that. We'll just quickly go over the, the other games if we just predict a, a winner from this weekend. Uh, yep. We've got Guildford home to Coventry. Guildford. Yeah. Although <laughs> they've not been their 
their best recently, but yeah, probably just uh, Milton Keynes, Fife. Milton Keynes. Okay, I'm going Fife. I don't think they can be as bad as they were the other night. 6-0 at home, lost to Cardiff. But Milton Keynes are quite strong at home. Fife, nah, Fife for me, they've got their players back, so. Um, Nottingham, Manchester. Nottingham. Yeah, probably. They're due a performance. Yeah. Um, Sheffield, Dundee. (laughs) Sheffield. Yep. (laughs) Although I would, I think (laughs) it's something like 12, 12 wins in a row. Sheffield against Dundee. Um, I don't see that changing. No. It would be great for Pasha, but uh, it's a bit of a horrible stat, so we'll see. Um, Elsewhere on Sunday, Dundee, Sheffield, so they're playing kind of back-to-back. Sheffield. Yeah, agreed. I I think it's always (laughs) in (laughs) it. So you're looking at a 14 there. Um, But I think it's always an advantage to the, the home team first. Yeah, uh, to only have that one, one bit of travel technically, um, so yeah, Sheffield for me, Coventry, Guildford, uh, Coventry just, <laughs> just because of the way Guildford played in that TV game last time there, I'm going with them, but right. wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that means absolutely nothing. It's just whatever. Uh, Manchester Fife. Finnerty loves a game against the Flyers. Yeah, double double away, away uh, weekend for Fife there. Yeah, mm, not easy. Manchester it's supposed to be good at home, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll go Manchester. Yeah, they've been pretty decent recently. Manchester, their defeats haven't been by much, and starting to find a wee bit of form. So I, I'd agree with that. And finally, Cardiff and Nottingham. Cardiff. Yep. Pretty much agreed on all of those, but anyway. Yeah, well. It is what it is. So it is sometimes I um a couple of observations we had. Uh, well this was your one, but why do we not wear purple jerseys anymore at home? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just what's the point? It's surplus to requirement. The home jersey. Don't wear it at home. I don't know. Could be a superstitious thing, maybe. Who is choosing which one, me? We were. Uh, I don't know. Is it, is it just whichever one washes the best? <laughs> True, it could be that. Um, they've, done, aye, they've probably put, a, they've put a, a purple one in with some, like a red towel or something like that. Something's gone horribly wrong. I was just about to look back to see... Uh, when the last time we did wear it was. Um, oh, we were wearing it against Sheffield on the 5th of December. Okay. Um, but I mean, that's a why that's do we not Why way. do we not wear it every home game? Uh, yeah. Commercial, I suppose. Uh, and on that note, we, we had noticed that the, the hats that they were wearing, the sort of winter classic hats, they need to get them back on sale. Oh, they need them on sale. I think they've been on sale. But then, some well, somebody said they were on sale the night that they wore them. Right. Okay. I didn't see any, but um, they maybe sold out before then. But I did ask someone at the game after. 
if they were on sale and they said not yet. I don't know what that means, but yeah, hopefully they come back. Like them, maybe, yeah, definitely. Maybe the, the players should wear hats coming out more often uh, than nothing. Yeah. Exactly. See how well they played. <laughs> should wear like different a different style of hat every game. That's <laughs> a Ronald Villiers style. Yeah. Just because I'd like to see Pitt and Becca and bowler hats <laughs> for a game. Uh, That'd be a good laugh, but no, so um, all in all, I think pretty positive on that front. Um, if we could just cut out the giving the opposition lifelines, uh, that would that would be great. Um, but cheers, lads. In ge- yeah, cheers, see you later. Uh, but in general, <laughs> nah, pretty good. Much more to be, to be positive about going forward. Um, Hopefully, we can uh, have a, a continued success in 2019 on that front. Definitely. Um, we're going to move on to about the football. Um, some uh, transfer news, I think, is probably taking the headlines more than than anything else. Although I suppose the the elephant in the room to be discussed was a a first. Well, not a first win, but first in 12 or 13 games, old firm games for the blue side of, of Glasgow. Uh, I think uh, Celtic didn't really perform at all on that day and, and Rangers were, were half decent. Yeah. Um, I think I'd said as well beforehand, it was just a, it was a matter of time, that, uh, one of these occasions that it would happen. Uh, it just so happened to be then, but um, I don't think Brendan Rodgers did himself any favours with his team selection that day. Um, don't know if he was just uh, highlighting areas that he needed to <laughs> improve on in the team, but um, it's not a great way to do it, though, is it? Nah, it's not. Um, especially when you've got if you know if if Kieran Terry's not fit, you've got Emilio Zagiri played. Uh, the game before about Pataudry alright I think he gave away a penalty and stuff but he's a pretty solid left back um, you can't have Callum McGregor playing at left back against Rangers I'm sorry it just doesn't it just doesn't work you're taking your sort of creative uh, midfielder away from the middle of the park um, you're putting Brown and Cham together they've not played well uh, for a good for a good while, albeit Brown was injured and stuff, but I think in Cham had a, a knock as well a few weeks before. But um, you, you you need to play the, the guys that are in form and uh, sort of tried and tested at at those positions. You can't, you know, it's it's not a game that you you can go into and just sort of move move things around and just kind of yeah think oh hopefully that will work, but. Um, We'll yeah. see what happens in January and stuff, but yeah, I think um, not having Griffiths, for example, is you know makes a difference to 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 the options up front. Obviously, um, uh, Mikey Johnson is it? He's I don't I believe he's not a a striker by trade. Is that right? I don't think so. Although I have seen him play there before, so it's. It's difficult to say, although I, I think um, 
when he played, I think he played one of the Champions League qualifiers. I think he was playing out in the left uh, and sort of came in from there. But yeah, no, it wasn't good. Um, it was a tough game to to play that role in, I suppose. Uh, tough game to watch as well. <laughs> but it just, um, it means now that the, the league's pretty wide open in terms of uh, the top, well, the top three really, given how well Kamara have been playing. Albeit Celtic have got that game in hand, but um, a few teams now going out and and making some some signings in this window, particularly. Obviously, the Rangers ones are quite high profile. Uh, what do you make of the uh, four? First of all, I mean the four is. You know, he's uh, obviously a really talented footballer, um, good goal scorer uh, in the in the Premier League. Um, albeit probably a number of years ago, and I think uh, back in 2014-15 or something like that, I think he uh, signed for Toronto. And normally that's kind of the sign where you would say, you know, the players' careers sat on their way out, kind of thing, but uh, he's managed to forge his way back into um, Premiership teams since then, and also playing at Bournemouth, it's not really getting that much a look in uh, there, but then Callum Wilson and uh, like Joshua King and stuff like that, they've been, they've been playing really well, so uh, it's difficult. It's difficult for him. So I think you know it's probably in his best interest to go out and loan, get a move somewhere. Um, I don't know. It's difficult to to say if he's going to be. No, it is hard to say. Yeah. The uh, so the default of older, if he's the old default. <laughs> yeah, good, good, <coughs> good way to put it, I suppose. Um, but uh, certainly getting business done, I suppose. Um, it depends really on the service. He's not the kind of guy I don't think that will go and grab a game by a scruff of the neck type of thing. But uh, chances in the box, uh, most likely he, he's going to be there. I don't know if he'll play with Morelos uh, or they'll just do play one up front. Uh, I suppose it depends if Morelos is even there uh, if an offer comes in or whatever but yeah I mean a good goal scorer so if he gets chances I think uh, we'll put them away but um, you know is it the kind of thing that you would have liked to have seen would you have liked it if Celtic signed them the four yeah um, I don't know that's honestly the truth is I, I, I don't know because Celtic have had a lot of these guys before and very few of them have done it um, like say like Freddie Lundberg albeit obviously he's not a striker but that kind of guy um, Carlton Cole is a premiership uh, player Colin Kazim Richards Colin Kazim Richards exactly uh, arguably the only one that has done it has been Robbie Keane and even that, you know, it was a, a short stint in a, in a poor team at that point. So, uh, 
I don't know. No, I'd probably not. I'd probably like to see someday. All right, it's got a bit of experience, but um, is maybe still in sort of prime of their career and stuff. Yeah, well, it looks it looks like they're they're going to be signing uh, Timothy Weir. Um, yeah, obviously, just quite, just quite because a, of the name. <laughs> yeah, is he the the son or some sort of relation to to the the great the great Weir, or is he just a guy who was named after? Him? No, he is his son. Right, George was the name I was thinking of. Yeah, um, like Liberian yeah. prime minister or whatever. Yeah, um, so a young guy. I've I'll be honest. I've I've never seen him play. Um, but um, is, is that the kind of guy you think Celtic should be signing, or are you looking for somebody with more experience and a proven record? I guess. Yeah, probably probably somebody with more experience and a bit more of a proven record, but. Um, he's obviously got talent. Um, I don't think there's any denying that. It's just, uh, it's you know, it's another young guy, and uh, also we've we've got that with with Ed Edward just now, and it's trying to get the best out of them every game. Um, that's the kind of main issue, you know. Is is he going to come in and is he going to be really up for it every game, like? Going away to St Johnson on a Tuesday night or something. Like, is it going to be? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it going to be really up for it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, probably the main issue I would have with it, but um, but no, I mean, well, you know what Brendan Rodgers can do with uh, with young guys coming in. Um, I've seen him do it before, so it's definitely interesting. Um, I think he's he's on loan until. Uh, the end of the season, I think, with the yeah. option to uh, get him back again for another twelve months. Right. Okay. Well, obviously, um, it's not confirmed yet, but it's pretty still pretty much, yeah. medical. Yeah. Was Edward signed on loan from PSG initially? Was it PSG? Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. So you never know. Um, interesting to see how he does, but yeah, it just depends how how he adapts up here, but. Um, We'll see. Um, Rangers also bringing back Stephen Davis from Southampton. Another guy who's maybe not been in favour in terms of the first team, but uh, has played here before, so I suppose they know what they're going to get from that point of view. Uh, maybe lacked some sort of creative play going forward, so they see him as a guy who will fit that more. Um what do you think of that scene? Yeah, I think it's um, it's probably an area of the of the park the Rangers and needed a guy like that. Um, someday, you know, it's a wealth of experience and um, can maybe use that uh, to help the, the others around them. Uh, but you know, it's, a, it's just I don't know. It's another one of these these guys that's a left left Rangers back in 2012 and have, have come back since then obviously I think there's uh, Kyle Lafferty and I think there's somebody else as well uh, so they left back then and, and are now back playing for Rangers but uh, sorry Alan, Alan McGregor is yeah uh, so 
I don't know. Um, I think he's, he's still probably a solid player. Um, and again, just uh, given that sort of squad depth, maybe that, that Gerard's looking for. Yeah, uh, another guy that um, it's a lot of these signs you just don't know how they're going to be. Given <laughs> that they've been away for so long, yeah. it's not as if I've signed some guy. You know, it's not. It's not like Messi's signed for one of the old firm, and you you know what you're going to get regardless of. Uh, the the occasion or or whatever, but um, no, nah, I think you, I think you fit a role. Um, you'll have a have a sausage roll, you know. Um, not a vegan one, but no, indeed not from Greg's. Oh no, he will get one from Greg's. He will get a vegan one from Greg's. Uh, so yeah, nah, hard to say, but um, two certainly two names, and if. Uh, you know the fans are wanting to sign guys who you could say that they're familiar with then those two fit the bill so see what happens um, elsewhere I saw Celtic signed uh, Oliver Burke at a loan from West Brom yeah uh, don't know is that yeah you sounded more unsure about that than you do about where yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just a, he's a sort of right winger, so I'm guessing he's going to be playing, playing back up to to James Forrest. Um, it's probably like a, it's a Paddy Roberts replacement. Uh, maybe from that point of view, but again, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he's like once he's here, and uh, if he can get in the team and stay there, then good. But. Yeah, it's not it's not somebody I see as um, making you know a huge impact. Uh, kind of similar to like Lewis Morgan, um, uh-huh. although from all accounts I've not seen loads of work, but from all accounts he's he's got talent and stuff. So uh, it just depends how he can translate that to here. But it doesn't strike me as a signing of a guy who's going to play every week. Um, so no. maybe not. Maybe not, uh, you know, the, the, the type that will get fans really excited. I think that's probably still to come, whoever that is. But, yeah, um, more more squad depth, but maybe not in a, a position that was desperately needed from Celtic's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, again, oh, I'm, I'm hoping that we're, we're going to get something that's going to... Um, come in and sort of just walk into the team kind of thing because I think we need somebody like that we need somebody that's uh, that can just give the, the team a bit of a lift and uh, you know whether that's a whether that's a striker or uh, centre half or full back or whatever then whatever but it's um, <laughs> or just MD you know just MD really we'll take MD well the thing is that we don't know if uh, if Boyata's going to be leaving during this window uh, or not, so that could be a, somebody else that we would need to replace, I would say. Um, so that could then take priority over uh, over other positions. But, um, no, nah, I mean, we'll just wait, wait and see. Not really much else to be yeah, said no, no, at this point, but it's just kind of waiting and seeing. 
Yeah. I've not, there's not any other ones that I've missed there, is there, from the old firm? No, not from the old firm. Um, I see that Ryan Gold has joined the Hibs training camp for a potential loan move from uh, Sporting Lisbon, uh, which would be interesting to see how much of a tan he's got uh, <laughs> now he's back. Uh, and yeah. maybe maybe how he plays um, as well. But uh, yeah, a few other a few other things going on. But um, is there anyone you particularly also wanted to talk about from that point of view? Uh, maybe Ross McCormick uh, joining Marvel uh, on loan from Aston uh, Villa. Yeah, of course. Um, I think that's a. That's a good signing for Mullow, I have to say. No, that is. Yeah. They lost um, Bowman, didn't they? He moved on, so... Yeah, it did. I'm sure McCormack's going to score goals. Well, I'm sure that's what they'll be hoping for as well. Um, I think he can do it. I mean, obviously the, the talent's there and stuff, and he's... Or right, last a few years, he's maybe not been playing as well as he did before, but... Um, that's not to say that he won't score goals at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but no, the league, the league's certainly looking fairly interesting. Uh, now, I don't know when the it's a couple of weeks the, the the winter break finishes, isn't it? And cup cup games are the first ones on the agenda. Yeah, so it's the ninth. Well, it's the nineteenth for for Celtic. Right. Uh, at home to Airdrie, uh, quarter past five kickoff. Right. Just strange on a Saturday, but um, and I think that game and the Rangers game are both on Premier Sports because this is the new, uh, the new deal now that uh, the Scottish Cup games are going to be shown on, on right. Premier Sports. Okay. Is that is, is that all old firm Scottish Cup games? I'm not sure if it's all old firm games, but. Um, certainly at least one one of each right, okay. probably yeah. um, per round uh, obviously depending on how far they get and stuff but yeah. uh, I don't know if I've got other games lined up for it as well uh, not sure but it's just you know it's something else that partners all need to pay for yeah. can, I get a, can I get a stream yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know shit. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. I think um, that's probably a good point to to round it off. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it obviously the the transfer window the way it is, you just it's the same with the hockey season. You just you're guessing about guy. <laughs> if only there was an elite prospects for football players. I know you can find out their stats, but it's just not elite prospects, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, Maybe one, maybe one time, or maybe at the end of the January transfer window, we'll, uh, have other guys to talk about that we'll maybe know a bit more about. Yeah, no, I know we wouldn't pretend to know about them. Uh, we need a some sort of European youth football consultant to come on and talk about these guys that teams are signing. Or we can just go out on a limb and just say he's going to be shy or whatever. Yeah, well, um, and then we'll see. Yeah, then they'll be fucking quality. Uh, and we'll, we'll have egg on the face, so we won't do that. 
Um, but no, good episode. Um, like, like Kurt Broadfoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, a good way to end. A good name to end on. Um, <laughs> but no, an enjoyable episode, hopefully. People uh, people had a, a great time, you could say. Um, a, a rare time. Yeah, thanks for turning up. I believe I didn't say that last time and, and didn't manage to sleep because of it. So uh, thanks for turning up, folks. Um, and we will speak to you next time. We will speak to you soon. Ta-ra.